going guys? Welcome back to the Optimize Self podcast. Hope everyone's doing well in this lockdown and this strange times. Um, I've been actually extremely busy. Um, my one-on-one personal training business has exploded. I'm thoroughly enjoying being busy right now. I don't like that other gyms are closed, but it's given me a great, very, very good opportunity to um, experience rapid growth and I feel very privileged to be able to still train people and maintain the community's health and fitness and give people a service that is very, very needed at the moment. Remember, your health is the number one important thing. It's the number one thing you should be looking after. If you're a healthy individual, then everything else will fall into place after that. So if you are in the western suburbs and you want to reach out, uh, the western suburbs of Melbourne, that is, I live in Footscray, I do offer one-on-one personal training still. Okay, I offer some lifestyle advice, some nutritional advice, mindfulness training. Get in touch with me at optimizedself.com.au. I'm on Instagram at optimize.self. My Facebook page is optimizedself as well. Feel free to reach out, send me a message, uh, ask me some questions, get in touch, book in a free consultation. We can take it from there. Now, before we get into it, guys, and I introduce my next guest, I just wanted to just explain how much I enjoy doing these podcasts. I wish I could get more out, but I feel like they're a very creative uh, outlet for me. And the one thing I enjoy the most about them is listening to the stories of the people that I interview because everyone has a unique story. And I love listening to people who have gone through ups and downs, who have traveled who have worked in many different uh, jobs, who have worn many different hats and who are wanting to to help the world and and to help people and individuals become better versions of themselves because that's what Optimize Self is. It is about you having the power and the independence to be able to look after yourself, okay? And that's why I'm here to help and that's why a lot of my guests also are here to help. Feel free to reach out to any of my guests that have been on this podcast um, feel free free to reach out to me. Um, anything, any questions? Ask me anything. Get in touch, and we can get things going. If you're needing a helping hand with your health and fitness, or a bit of a change, remember, change is very important. If you have a goal in mind and you want to change, you want to be fitter, you want to be healthier, you want to how to learn how to eat a bit better, or you want to have a chat because you have a lot of things on your mind, reach out to someone. You need to ask the questions and you need to be willing to take the steps and you need to be willing to take action to become a better version for yourself because if you keep doing the same old things that you've done for the last five years, one year, and nothing has changed, then nothing will change. So you need to actually implement something new and act on it. Now, my next next guest has a great story as well. He's lived the life, I guess you could say, of a bit of a hero's journey from trying to fit into a certain cookie-cutter kind of box or character that society thinks men should fit into or individuals. And he's led that life, but he's also changed a lot. He's become an artist from a carpenter. He has also become a holistic life coach, and he has traveled the world. He's got a wealth of experience and a wealth of knowledge. And my next guest is Jack May. Now, Jack May, I went to high school with him. Um, I actually looked up to him a lot in high school. He was quite a uh, bit of a a freakish athlete in high school. He was, 
I think he hit puberty a little earlier than a lot of the other guys did. So he was always really good at football and a lot of other different sports. And um, I used to play football with him and it was, it was some good times. But like I said, Jack's lived a very, very interesting life. He's got some great tips. He's got a good story that I think you guys will find some uh, motivation in and some inspiration. He uh, currently is kind of changing things up and he is a holistic life coach. He is a resin artist. He's been doing that for a while now, which is his biggest passion. And you can find Jack on Instagram at jackmay87. And you can also find his website where there's some more information on what he does. You can get in touch with him there. You can reach out and um, ask him a few questions. But his website is jackmay.com.au. So guys, before we get into it, remember... Currently, the times might feel a little bit uncertain, but there's always opportunity in these uncertain times. So if you're willing to change and you're willing to want to grow, then reach out to me or reach out to my guests. You know, we can always help you guys out. And if you're enjoying this podcast, feel free to give me a rating, give me a review on Spotify or iTunes. That's where you can find my podcast. Um, and if you're someone who feels like they have a, a cool story to tell or that can add, add some value to someone's life out there, get in contact with me and I'd love to have you on as a guest and just talk about what you do, what you offer, your story, your journey and um, get the podcast out there and get people tuning in because the more love in this world, the more truth, the better the world will be. So guys, remember... Get into this podcast, enjoy it. It starts off a little bit clunky at first, um, and then we finally find some rhythm. And Jack just really uh, delves into it and has a has a good con- good conversation and some good insight. So um, here we go. Hope you guys are doing well. Remember, keep your head up, and uh, peace, love, enjoy your life. Here we go. Jack, welcome to the Optimize Self Podcast, mate. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. No worries. Um, for people that are listening, um, Jack May is a, a mate I grew up with in Northern Rivers. We went to high school together. We played footy together. Um, haven't been in touch over the last you know ten plus years very well. But you know it looks like we're kind of gone down some similarities in our path. So I wanted to have a chat with you, mate, just because I think it sounds like you've got a, a pretty awesome story and you've done a lot of self growth as a man over the years. So. Can you just, you know, give us a bit of an introduction to maybe just a very brief introduction to, to what, you, what you've been up to currently and then we'll can just dive deeper into it. Yeah, so currently I, well, <laughs> it's a pretty uh, broad, broad brushstroke at the moment. I've, uh, through the, the, the upbringing of where we grew up and everything like that, I, uh, I never really settled on one thing. But I'm a carpenter by trade, uh, yeah. which I did my apprenticeship after we left school. And that's sort of been in and out uh, ever since. And in the last sort of five years, I've uh, found my artistic uh, side, which was always sort of present, but I'd, I'd uh, ignored it for long enough. And so yep. I've started uh, painting and uh, with resin art, um, yep. with, re- with epoxy resin as resin art. And yep. uh, so that's taken up a lot of my time in the last four years and especially in the last sort of year. And then uh, with... I've also been studying like holistic health and wellness. Um, I started a brand with my cousin uh, seven years ago called Thrive, which was a healthy fast food 
brand and that was sort of my in, in like the first steps into that world that's where i met um keegan smith who we've, we've both uh, done stuff with and yep. so yeah so sort of six years ago i got into this health and wellness movement and then i really sort of got caught up in that and and now with what's going on in the world it sort of forced me in a really beautiful way to, to dive into it deeper and i'm really excited about sort of doing this holistic health coaching and really focusing on men's work men's health uh and just that kind of idea of uh, men's community, I guess. Yeah, awesome. Um, well, we can get, we can dig a bit deeper into that soon. Why don't we take it back? Um, I guess I'll kind of start with, you know, you, you know, going to high school with you, um, you know, my memories of playing football with you and you being, you know, you're quite a, quite an athlete um, as, a, as a teenager and obviously you still are a, an athlete. But um, I often remember seeing you, because you used to play guitar in high school, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I often remember seeing you walk around with guitar and I I never thought you would have kind of branched out into being that artistic type of person that you've become now because I always kind of saw you as a strong kind of um you know, uh male figure that was, was very athletic. Can you can you talk a little bit about, you know, your, your creative side with your sports but also maybe that creative side through your like painting or your artwork that was hidden back when you were a younger man. Yeah. So I, I think I've, I've thought a lot about this because it's popped up so sort of, not randomly, but like organically it came out and it was so, once I found it, it was so obvious. So I've thought a lot about it. And in high school, I was really, I was into drama a lot too. So there was always a creative aspect. And even to the connection of carpentry, the thing that really appealed to me was like, creating something like building using my hands to build a house it wasn't so much that i wanted to be the skill set i wanted the creation at the end of it and so i think it's funny that we're we're sort of we're going to talk about the men's stuff a little bit later but it's all sort of it's all the same journey is that the, the deviation from it was part of that young male in me that thought i had to be a certain way so i couldn't be creative Mm. and after X amount of years of that not working and trying all the other things and, you know, um, self-medicating and, 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 and blurring it out, all of a sudden I got to this point where I'm like, this thing hit me in the face and it was like, well, why not try it, you know? Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's kind of like, I don't think I was ever that conscious of it, but there was this underlying thing that I just always had in me that I wanted to be, create stuff and be creative. And that I, I didn't listen to it in, in this way. And then this popped into my life and I was like, wow, that looks really cool. I want to try it. So it's, yeah, it's interesting to watch how it's come up. And yeah. for me, it was, it was that ability to get outside of myself when I did that, when I, when I paint, allowed me the freedom to then realize that that was actually a part of me in the, in the whole, the whole time. Yeah. So. It's yeah, it's a, quite a mindfulness sort of uh, meditative experience for me, and that's yeah. really given me the power to lean into how important it is. Mm. When did this? When did you get that kind of slap in the face and a, a bit of an awakening to that artistic side and your painting? So, yeah, so um, 2000, 2000, well, two thousand fifteen, I got the slap in the face, and I and it, again, it's that along the. I, I got a big wake up call. I was in a, in a relationship and I was acting like a dick and 
I acted like a huge dick. And the awakening was a realization that I was turning into someone I didn't really want to be. And Thrive was running and we were this health brand and I was sort of kind of the face of it and a lot of that kind of stuff. But underneath, I didn't feel very healthy and I was, I had some very unhealthy habits and, and, uh, and so that was sort of this awakening of self, self development and, and self help and all of that stuff. Tony Robbins and all of those things. And yeah. I've done all, I've done a heap of those things. I've done Tony Robbins firewalk and I'd gone and done plant medicine and I'd gone and done 10 days of silence meditation and all of these things. And, and they were all beautiful and brilliant, but there was still this underlying like hole almost like you go and do 10 days of silence or plant medicine and you go and have this amazing experience, but then you come back and you're still, you're still trying to integrate that into the world you are. Yeah. So there was like this, Un, this unease inside of me and the first step into that was I was I, I just found I literally found a guy on Instagram that was doing Resonart and my, my first thought was I want to try it I just wanted it wasn't I want to buy one of his paintings it wasn't I want to find out I want to go see it in the art gallery it was just like it's just something I wanted to try yeah and so I, I think part, it's all part of the same journey right is like all of those experiences opened me up to listening to myself better and mm. so when this thing popped up it was like okay that thing's there give it a go and uh yeah yeah because i remember like like i mentioned before like i didn't it's the last one of the last things i kind of saw jack may is getting into because like i said my my idea if you was i had one i had you in one certain box of like jack may the footy player you know he's um strong and athletic he's a chippy and then you started to get into resonant and i was like oh wow that's completely kind of like out of out of the blue but obviously you know I, I don't know your own creativity but I thought it was really amazing kind of seeing you progress through that and now you've been doing it for say what five years um, yeah it definitely looks like it's helped you grow into into the man you are currently um, can you tell us a little bit about you know your your experience with you know before we get back into the creative side I mean some of your business experience and your your relationship with, I guess, physical movement and being an athlete. Sorry, so um, tell you about being an athlete and physical yeah, movement. Well, just, and, yep. Yeah, because you've to me like I'll I'll tell everyone, I'll let everyone know that because I always I actually you know I looked up to you quite a lot when when we were in high school together because you were such a uh, such a strong athlete. Um, can you just touch a little bit on on your like you know, your experience, what you've done over the years with your with your physical body and your training and your, your yeah, sure. body history. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so, um, yeah, like at, at high school, well, at school, I just wanted to play every sport possible, like yeah. basketball, rugby league, AFL. Um, and, you know, there's a level of genetics that I have a body type that, that worked really well. I was also fortunate that my parents you know, were hippies and I grew up on a farm with, you know, really clean water and organic veggies and you know, um, running around the hills and in bare feet. And so lots of sun, like all of the holistic things were sort of ingrained in me. There were some not so holistic things as well, but there was that, there was a good foundation there. Mm. Um, and so I was, and you know, so I just, I took to it early. I, there was a little bit of genetics where I, I was, you know, my parent, my dad taught me how to um, catch a tennis ball when he'd bounce it to me with both hands by the time I was like, one or two years old. I can't remember the actual wow. date. So there was hand-eye coordination. There were some things in there really early. Um, so just, just a bit of luck and, and um, definite, like, 
I think where we grew up, especially in, in Kyogle, there was a lot of onus on, you know, the rugby league team, especially um, yeah. when I was growing up there. So, you know, it was sort of that aspirational thing. And as a young boy, when you put your, as, as, a, as anyone, but as a young boy, I found when I put my mind to it, I, I got good results with it. So that was early on. And then since leaving school, I played, I played a little bit of AFL up in the Sunshine Coast. And um, again, like, I, I look back and I don't think of myself as... I, I, at high school, it was a little bit different, I guess, because it was a smaller pool. And there was... I, I admit that I was um, pretty good in that, that, that pool. But then outside of that, you know, I didn't really ever test it much beyond um, rep, rep footy, I guess. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, but Sunshine Coast was, um, was again, like... Good, good fun footy, and I, I played well, but it wasn't ever taking it to a huge level. But there was a level of athleticism, and I just really genuinely enjoyed that. Um, again, funnily enough, linking it to all the men's work stuff that I'm doing recently, which is, is why it's so fascinating to look at these things, is there was a real desire to connect with men. Yeah. And, that, and, and footy is really, in our day and age, uh, one of the only ways men can do that, and it might not be the healthiest, but it does allow them to connect and create a community of brothers. So there's, mm. there is that aspect in reflection. At the time, again, I wasn't hugely conscious of it. But um, mm. after that, I, I, you know, I, I moved to the, the coast after school and, and surfed and, um, and then found weight training probably about 23 yep. uh, and didn't, didn't really have any success in it at all until I... Um, Josh, my cousin, and I started talking about Thrive, which was, I think, 24 years old. And that was when the nutrition piece came into it. Yeah. So I had, I struggled a lot with weights and, you know, what to do and all of that stuff until I really dialed in the idea of nutrition and, and the way that worked for me well. Um, yeah. And then, then it's sort of just been, you know, there's been, you know, <laughs> I guess there's, uh, we can go into the whole range of reasons that, I, cha- I trained for, but, um, you know, there was some aesthetic stuff. There was some, you know, trying to validate myself stuff. But at the core of it all was a real understanding that my body is very good at moving and I want to keep that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, keep that going. Mm. So, yeah, that's that's kind of it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, no, it's great. Um, so... When you started to get into doing Thrive and stuff and you started looking into your nutrition, like, were you noticing a lot of changes within your performance or your recovery, for, you know, from changing up yeah. your nutrition and a bit of experimentation with foods that worked or didn't work? Yeah, 100%. So I went from uh, snowboarding. I spent a year snowboarding in camp and then a year traveling around America and Mexico and all of that. Um, so the diet was heinous. Um, <laughs> And very little training. We we found this um, this online thing called Insanity or something, which was like body pump sort of high intensity workouts, which was the only reason I didn't blow out, I think. Yeah. Um, but then I got home, and within uh, so my final sort of part of that trip was Josh was living in the states at that time, and um, was touching base with him, and he brought the whole pa- primal paleo movement to to my knowledge, yeah. and shared Mark Sisson's primal blueprint book with me. Um, and Tim Ferriss's four hour body or whatever it was yep. and the slow carb diet. So the first thing I think I did was a slow carb diet. And then I noticed like within weeks, I noticed, um, my body sort of go from 
the, the, the outline of it was always the same, but it, it sort of just completely transformed the puppy fatty bit of traveling too much and eating crap food and drinking lots to just working as a chippy and surfing and everything dropped off. So it was almost instant that I noticed like that was a key piece. And then as we dived into Thrive, it just became so obvious to me. And also, I think the thing that I really love, and this is my belief, so it's not necessarily for everyone, but I think there's some gold in it for anyone who's willing to listen to it, is that the ancestral health movement just makes so much sense to me mm. in terms of how we evolve. You know, yeah. like with the beings we are here have been on the planet for however many thousand years, millions of years, if you want to go back far enough. And we evolved, our digestive tracts evolved eating a bunch of foods. And so keeping it to as close as that as possible just really sort of made sense to me. I didn't really need to do a lot of arguing, arguing, arguing with myself on that. So, um, yeah, that was a real, a real key piece for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's been a very powerful um, thing that I've just been delving into this year with... Um, I know me and you could go down a rabbit hole talking about regenerative agriculture, but just me consuming a little bit more um, quality, good quality animal products and delving a bit more into, yeah, ancestral eating. Like I've been doing a lot of reading on Western A. Price. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's blowing my mind at the amount of processed fucking junk that we do get fed if it's through, you know, our parents not being educated or, you know, advertising and media, but it's like you take it back to ancestral eating and it's like it's such a good foundation to start from and then build from there, you know? Exactly. Um, and, you know, and, and, I, and I think what what it allows is is to take out a bunch of crap that you can then reintroduce once you've found out what it feels like to be a healthy normal. Mm, but mm. if you haven't ever taken it out, you mm. can't really argue with it because you don't know what it's like to mm. feel like what it, with it, without it. So, um, and yeah, then, then it's your decision to eat it again. But I think that what, what the real uh, gold in it is, is experiencing what it's like to not have those processed crap foods. Yeah. And then do you really want to put them back in your body? And then yeah. you go down the road. Yeah. Of like the quality of the meat you're eating, the quality of the food you're eating, like organic, like, you know, yeah. if, if, if they're putting a heap of pesticides on the plant to kill the bugs, well, there's bugs in the soil that create the nutrients in the soil. So if the bugs in the soil are dead, yeah. <laughs> is the yeah. plant going to have any nutrients in it? And what's yeah. the point of eating it if it doesn't have any nutrients in it? Well, very little. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you know, I'm a, I, I'm a big... And I, I, again, I, as I just said, I'm really grateful that my parents had veggie gardens and we had exposure to that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't wasn't this crazy outlandish like idea for me. It was like, oh yeah, that made sense. Yeah, that's what we didn't. So yeah, that's great. Um, yeah. So tell us a little bit about your experience with the business of Thrive, then, considering it is you know ancestral way, or it was like a kind of primal way of eating. Um, if you don't mind explaining your experience there. Yeah. So uh, that <laughs> I was completely unprepared for what it was going to be. I thought we were just setting up a little cafe in the middle of Sydney and it turned into this. Uh, we had 11 stores at one stage and, and now it's a fully online meal business, which is, um, I've, I've left the business, but um, it's doing very well with all the Corona stuff. So, and they still got, you know, pretty good um, uh, foundations in, in what, what their ingredients and everything are. But the experience in business, well, 
yeah, it's all really, it's really quite hazy for me. I think it was, it's a whirlwind. The startup is, uh, is something that I don't think anyone should go into faint-hearted. And we, when we, the first few years were just amazing because we had so much momentum and it was such a great time. Um, in the, in that the paleo movement was moving, like was really hot, a hot topic, and there was things we could leverage really well. Um, and we just had a heap of passion, you know. We were really, we believed that we were making a huge difference and we were going to change the world. And I think that's the only time you want to get into business. So it, it's, um, it was a great, and you know, and then there's other things of actually running a business and, you know, cost of goods and, you know, uh, fresh food is a lot harder to store than, um, uh, McDonald's funds. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, so there's, there's, there's all the complications of, okay, we're doing this amazing thing and we really believe in it, but how do we make it work and how are we going to afford it? And, you know, the cost of rent and the cost of staff and all of that stuff. So that's just a whole mindful of its own. And I'm, I'm hugely grateful for the experience, but I don't, I don't know how to articulate particularly what, what it is you learn in that space. But yeah. I think from, from the point of view of doing a business like that, like by the end of it, uh, I was completely beat. Um, I, I decided that I was going off to do a consultancy business on the side anyway, so I sort of moved on about six years. Uh, so what, that would have been 2016 I moved, no, 2017 I moved on. Yeah. So, um, and I was I was beat by that. And, and, and literally, like, um, it's taken me until then, uh, or until now from then, uh, to really get my head in the game about sort of wanting to do anything on my own again or any kind of business stuff. So it's a huge uh, energy drain. That said, yeah. I've I made some amazing contacts. Keegs is a is a great example. Um, there's heaps of guys that I was exposed to, heaps of ideas I was exposed to, and just a different level of thinking that I hadn't ever had until then. Like looking at things, it's it's a very different world to being on a on a construction site. So. You, yeah. It just it, it it helped me evolve in a lot of ways, and it showed up a lot of these you know character characters that I was I either taking on already or or already had taken on, mm. and when when I wasn't in alignment with who I thought I wanted to be, there was this huge, uh, very obvious disparity. Um, I was then pushed to the point where I had to make some changes. So, you know, I, I don't think, I, I think it's the most amazing thing to have happened because I'm able to sit here right now with what I know and as the man I am. So, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a funny, funny, funny experience, that's for sure. Yeah, and you've got, the good thing is you've gone through that and, you know, you, you've, you've trialed a business, you've worked in a business, you know, you've kind of you've walked the path a little bit, so you're going to be more prepared for the next time that it comes around, especially especially when there's, if you're starting a business that you're extremely kind of passionate about and you feel like it's a bit more of your true calling, right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's cool, man. Tell me, um, you know, I obviously signed up. I've been doing real moves for a month now, and it's funny because when I was living back in Byron, like, fucking four years ago, I think, and I mean, you were kind of back and forth. A few messages here, and you told me about um, Tegan and his place up in Yukai. And I was, I think I might have right. mentioned him once. And yeah. I looked at some of the stuff he was doing, and I was just like, 
man, I was like, man, these guys are elite. I have no fucking standard to, to, to mess with these guys. And I was just, I sat my pants and I just, I didn't text him back and, and capitalize on it. And I kind of punched yeah. myself with pinch now, but everything comes around at the right time. Um, tell me a little bit about your relationship or how you met Keegan then, because, you know, I, he's, he's, a, he's a powerhouse. He's a very inspirational man and, he's, you know, he's got a lot of knowledge and, you know, you guys are pretty close. So tell me a little bit about how you got to know him. Yeah, so it was it was purely through Thrive. So he, I think he reached out or there was a contact that was mutual between him and Josh and they were doing some, just, um, we were just um, cross, um, cross marketing, cross, you know, um, advertising sort of stuff. So he did a, and literally he just came and did an event uh, he was doing his, I think it was one of his first, maybe not his very first, but it was like his first or second event. It was a two-day event in Camperdown and he was still with the Roosters and he brought a heap of guys out. And, and like, again, a sign of my naivety, I had absolutely no idea what I was getting into. Like, <laughs> at, at this stage, I was doing, like, basic compound lifts, very little, like, very little anything else. And we went to this two-day seminar and, like, I remember on the Sunday walking out just, like, Every bone in my body felt like it was just yeah. under load, pain. Like I was like, oh wow. And it sort of blew me open. Um, and so, and then we did an event a couple of months later called Thrive Me, which we actually brought Mark Sisson out, um, cool. from the States for. And Keegs, um, he was one of the presenters there again. And then, so it just sort of, it was just, it was purely through Thrive. So it was like, again, one of the reasons I'm so grateful for that experience is that it opened me up to a bunch of amazing people like that. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, it was really interesting. And yeah, I had, it was, I think he'd just done his, um, Edo Portel. It's like, he just sort of finished that and he'd come back all fired up about yeah. that kind of stuff. So he was bringing all that and his strength training and it was really, it's been fascinating watching him evolve because there's just been, it, it, every time he, he finds something new and he puts his spin on it or he brings it to his audience, it really just takes off. And it allows a whole new level of growth for this gigantic circle of people. Yeah. So uh, it's really special, and uh, yeah, it's great. And it's been—we were both up at um, up in the Northern Rivers in 2018, so we had to spend some time out of his farm a bit. And yeah, it's been uh, it's been a good good experience getting to yeah. know him. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Um, I'm sitting here juggling, trying to trying to get my four ball juggle up at the moment while we're talking. So yeah, no, there you go. Shut up, Keegan. I'm still struggling with the uh, in like 20, 20, 30 seconds is my limit with the three ball, but I'm just so I'm learning something new. Like I can really yeah. feel the feel the difference in just taking the time and just trying. And I'm getting out of my comfort zone if it's with the some of the courses that they're offering on real movement and you know, yeah. the juggling, like it's, not, it's, it's exactly what I was actually looking for. And, you know, I know I sat, I sat out on the board for a while like, and now I'm glad I'm kind of jumping into it because it's, it's, yeah. it's great for trainers and coaches that want to get a little bit more, you know, learn more, become more skillful, but also health growth in all areas, not just as a personal trainer or a coach, but it's nutrition, yeah. it's mindfulness, it's, it's it's it, you know it's it's everything to be a, a yeah uh I guess a holistic coach or trainer really um yeah great um, yeah it's good yeah you were talking a little bit before about uh you know football and being kind of one of those uh one of the very limited things that men have in the Australian culture to kind of 
work together and express themselves together. Um, so let's get into a little bit about some of the men's work you've done. You know, if you want to start back from, you know, when you were playing footy, one of the first courses you might have done. So I've, I've, I've seen you do some posts and you've done a, a, a fair bit of work in the men's kind of men's work area. So, so jump into there for me. See what you got. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, so look, I think... Like I said, it's it's wonderful to having spent the last 18 months working on myself in this area and, and feeling really called to share it more with the world. It's really beautiful to now sit here, well, not now sit here, but at this point sit and reflect about how it, it showed up that I got to this point. And I think, you know, when, you, when I look back at things like carpentry, footy, um, training even to a degree like when you go to the gym and you want to just lift heavier because there's a bunch of other guys lifting heavy so there's just this this there's all these things that in my life go back and I go I was constantly looking for a group of brothers mm. and and that that sort of and looking to be the I my my conceived ideal version of a man right go and become a carpenter earn a good job be hard tough you know drink yeah. beer on Fridays whatever it is there's this story that society has created and it allows like it's not necessarily society's fault it allows but i allow society to um influence me in that way and yep. so you know i i for whatever reasons i created uh, stories that i had to be a certain way to be a man and part of that was you know playing footy with the boys um part of that was being a chippy or a builder part of that was you know being a surfy whatever whatever they're all there's all these connections, and it's not necessarily the sole driver in them, but it's 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 linked. And so, as I did more self work and meditation and and all of these things, I really sort of recognised that it was just something that kept coming up. I, there wasn't, I didn't feel like there was a huge amount of network for me to. Um, there was my mates that did this stuff, and they could be male or female, but there wasn't like this community of men where I could sort of just talk to about what it was to be a man mm. and so I'd, I'd had to guess the whole way along and so that sort of dived me into a lot of you know reading and then um i found a guy who uh is a good friend of mine and, and a mentor of mine called nick perry um I, my my partner ali uh sent me a podcast that his uh, his uh his wife does or his partner does um uh she's a sexologist she does the authentic authentic sex podcast and okay. he was on that talking about men's work. And as soon as he sort of just the way he was describing it and the way he was talking about it, I was just like, I was cooked. So I did a course with him and he also talked about the uh the Mankind Project, which is a international um non for profit, which is pretty much it's it's in I don't know, it's in heaps of countries, but it's in America, Australia, New Zealand, all over the joint. So um they're big in Melbourne, there's a there's a good good bunch of guys down there. And, uh, and so that's where I sort of jumped into, uh, doing, doing a bit more regular stuff. So that's like a weekly community, like a weekly circle that we go to. Uh, there's a, a weekend that you can go away, an adventure weekend, which is a really powerful weekend to sort of just dive right into this stuff. Mm. And, um, and what's been beautiful is that's, that's a lot of that's kind of, you know, there's a lot of, I know we've talked about, um, Carl Jung a bit and there's a lot of that stuff. In in there, it's not you know it's not rammed down your throat, but there's a lot of the same ideas of these these archetypes that we talk about that we can then, when we identify with the archetype that that is in where we're in relationship to. So the the, the work I do is 
um, well, sorry, the Mankind Project does is around this warrior, uh, lover, magician, and king. And the integration of those four is the integrated man. Like when I yep. can access all of those different archetypes and the, the, the power that they can bring me is then allows me to integrate the best of myself. And so yep. really that's, that's all it is. It's just about finding that place where you feel in your center and integrated and whole and then you can just turn up and do what you got to do. And mm. for me, that was huge because I didn't feel like I was in my center very much. I felt like I was... The other thing is, like, we we, we put on our armor or our masks as men, mm. you know. We, we I go and I go, went and became a chippy because it was, you know, it was the right thing to do. And everyone told me if you're an apprentice, if you're a carpenter, you'd never go out of work. So I was like, all right, I'll go and do it. But that was a mask for me to put on of don't actually see who I am, the creative, sensitive guy below. I'm going to turn into this tough hard chippy and go and put that out into the world and then so the more masks i put on the harder it is to identify with that center and that that integration and mm. also the for me what happened was the unhappier i got and the more i needed to medicate self-medicate and you know and and do these um tendencies these, these escapism tendencies right whether it was you know sex or travel or um drinking or training or even art at the start was a level of escapism because I was like trying to get out of where I was and that thing was going to save me. It very quickly turned into something much more powerful than that where it wasn't a need to escape, it was more a need to flow. And that was, again, another experience where I got to connect with that true integrated self and go, oh, you don't need to escape everything when you're in your center. Like you can you can sit there and be happy. Yeah. Um so yeah, that's that's kind of it. And then I just and then through that there's there's that connection to men's health of, you know, obviously being able to be happy in your own skin. Um so there's the it's all sort of clicked together is like if you can move well and you eat well and you can think well and you can you have a spiritual component, then you can find all of this stuff a lot I'm not going to use, I don't want to use the word easier because I don't think it's particularly easy, but mm. I think you can find it more empowering, you know, mm. like it, 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 when you, when your body moves well and it feels strong in its skin and your, your digestion's good and your, your mind's clear and you know like how your emotions are regulating through you and you're, you're okay with feeling angry every now and again because mm. you're not going to stay angry. You're going to feel it and you're going to let it, you're going to understand why it came up and acknowledge yep. that it, it's real, but then, like, then deal with it. You don't need to be angry for weeks on end because you can, you know that you've got the power to deal with whatever comes up, but you don't ignore it. You don't push it down. I think a lot of our society at the moment is really almost domesticating males in that way of like, you can't feel anger. Mm. That's, that's dangerous. Mm. Now, my belief is that what's dangerous is not letting them feel anger healthily. Yeah, and teaching men to healthily do that, and that's why things like footy and the gym—that's the place where, um, where people get to, like, use that aggression and that anger. Yeah. And if they're taught that it's being used in a healthy way, then it can be a lot more, um, empowering. So, sure. Yeah, kind of went on a bit of a tangent, but there you go. No, 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 that's <laughs> good because you're, you're answering questions as well that I was kind of going to ask. Like, yeah, it's obviously a big. I guess there's a bit of a hole, and I mean, people are working on. I mean, society or men, you know, people like yourself and the men's groups that you've done. You know, they're, they're definitely helping us to become 
more expressive and to open up because, I mean, I found like, you know, you're talking about the, the, the putting on the mask and my own personal experience of being extremely uncomfortable in my own skin and being extremely self-conscious of my body image, that my answer to that was um, I have to be jacked, I have to be ripped, I have to be muscular like a bodybuilder and then people are going to accept me and I'll be more confident. But yeah, And that led me to doing things like using steroids, um, you know, uh, eating. I mean, I never had too much of an eating issue, but just being extremely self-conscious around the opposite sex and females that I was attracted to. Yeah. And it's just funny because those insecurities definitely led me to being my better self. I had to go through those to become the person I am now because I don't have to think about my body image anymore because I have put the work in, but I also... I. I just don't have the attachment anymore, but I had to do it through solid hard work. And then obviously a lot of, you know, dealing with my, my own father kind of having the same issues. So yeah. I'm, I was lucky enough to be able to, to discuss these things and have the conversation with my dad about them. But I'm, unfortunately I think there could be a lot of young men or men out there that can't have that conversation with their dad or with the person that might be, you know, holding them back or could be a bit of a cause to some of their issues. And Do you think conversation is one of the biggest keys in terms of, you know, helping out men to become more aware of, of where they feel like they need to be worked on or, you know, be able to express their emotions more? Is, is conversation something that has helped you a lot? Yeah, look, I, I 100%. I think what, what I really loved about that, that, um, share was you know th- th- you nailed it with being able to talk to your dad like mm. that is a really huge thing for men and and I look at my relationship with my dad and I I have never questioned a day in my life that my dad didn't love me like mm. he, he loved me 100% and um, but he had his own stuff and he had his own masks and he had his own demons and and that played out in in ways that I then chose to believe something that I had to work on so um, and, and I don't think I've had been able to have the dialogue with him to that level. So I think it's, it's, it's hugely complicated for each person, but understanding that, that like, you know, Brian Brown's idea of the courage of vulnerability, like we, we, when we're vulnerable and we open up, it allows other people to open up and, and then we can get access some of this stuff. So the being able to talk to someone, especially someone that is, potentially your role model right like as a boy you look up to your dad that's pretty much you know maybe some uncles or or some close friends but you know they're pretty much that's pretty much it and so being able to identify that 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 is someone whether you like it or not that's someone you've used as a role model at some point in your life and then being able to to sort of come to a place of peace or at least yeah like communication you know so i think that's a really yeah really powerful point um and then, and then also the other side of that, because I think there's definitely, there's a, definitely a father thing and there's, there's a little, we could go into hours of this, but there's a, there can be mother wounds and father wounds. But I think mm. take away from that, like I don't think you need to go searching for those straight away. Finding a community of people, whether it's a, a men's and a women's circle or whether it's just a group of friends that get together and have wine or whatever, it doesn't have to be a really strict thing. Just having a group of people that are, are all setting out an intention to to hold space to heal or mm. hold space to to just be able to communicate without judgment, without criticism, 
um, is a really powerful, and I guess it's a form of communication, but then taking it a step further to have an intention of there's no judgment, there's no trying to fix, there's no, like, you're just going to be heard. Because most of the time you can get your own stuff out. Like, like your example was you went through all of those things and you got to the place where you are now and you're happy mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. Like you get them out. It's just what, what I, what I, for my own story is a lot of those times I had to go through excruciating pain and like parts where I thought, you know, I was the worst human being in the world or that I was, you know, whatever the story was I was telling myself. And it was really dark and painful and horrible. And so while I understand you need some form of resistance to grow, maybe not that level of extreme. And I think I didn't have a very, you know, I know there's people out there that have probably had 10 times or much worse situations than me. And I don't want them to have to go to the darkest, most painful part of their life to get any healing. So I think it's, yeah, I think it's really about creating spaces where people feel safe, where they can trust and they feel like they can open up vulnerably. And that might take a lot longer than, than you know, an hour podcast, unfortunately. But yeah, yeah. It's about, it's about providing that and just, you know, just putting your hand up and saying, I'm here. Like, if anyone needs to talk, I'm, I'm here. Like, yeah. I'm not going to, yeah. So, and that's a, that's a whole development its own because sometimes what comes up can affect you more than you expect. And yeah, you've got to be yeah. able to deal with that too. So... Yeah, it's a it's a complicated one, but I think really what I what I'm really um grateful for is is that I've really been able to lean into vulnerability better in the last few years. Yeah. And and share myself and and work out what safety looks like. You know, we we live in a world, well, you know, in Australia, we live in a world that's pretty safe. Um, especially compared to if we're going back to the paleo thing, you know, compared to that. So, so the idea of safety is very different now. And the idea of safety for me is what do I need to do to feel safe enough to open myself up to this person, take off all the armor, take off all the masks. And what, what is it that I need to do? Or what is it that they, like, what is it I need to have in place? Like how can, and and I, I, I've been exercising this with my partner as much as possible um, and it's hard. It's hard when someone you really, really love, because the more you love them, the more you, 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 your, your ego or whatever knows that you can get hurt really bad. Yeah. So opening. So practicing it with your partner, and you genuinely love each other, and you genuinely don't want to judge and criticize, is really good work, and it's really hard. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> opening up on that level is like, oh man, this is. If she rejects me right now, I'm going to get ripped apart. So. Yeah. So then it's like, okay, well then, if I'm worried about getting rejected, what do I need in place? What do I need to say, babe, I feel really scared at the moment with sharing this because I'm worried about you. How do I communicate that? And we set a intention and a, a, a setting that we can work through this thing that is in the way of us connecting um, in a way that I, I do it authentically, honestly, genuinely, and vulnerably enough so that she sees the truth in, in the real part of me that the love shines through. Yeah, and that's yeah. great. How important has your relationship, and obviously your, you know, your current relationship, it seems like she's a very strong, powerful woman. I've never met her, but based on what you share, 
how important has that been in terms of your own growth and you know your own you know expressiveness? Uh, massively. I, I look. I don't think I would have been able to handle uh, the, the the energy that Ali can bring to the relationship in any other time in my life. Like I've needed to be as um, willing to turn up as I am right now. Um, yep. But I think also knowing that she's what what she has allowed me to access has given me that strength. So it's like. I need to be strong and show up, but the reason I'm strong and showing up is because she's there and she loves me and she's she's been so um, powerful in providing me this this ability within myself. So it's it's interesting. It's not. I'm, I'm halfway through a book, so I probably shouldn't quote too much about it. But it's it's called "Hold Me Tight" by yep. Sue Johnson, and it's it's sort of turning the whole idea of codependency on its head by saying that. Um, human beings actually like need attachment like in their in their main relationships and the idea of not being attached actually pulls people apart too much so it's the it's the the block between our attachment that actually holds us from connecting so the thing that we were like no 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 i don't need to show that i'm nervous when she's nervous or like i don't console her when she's upset that's more of a of a like it's her thing. She's upset about something at work. That's all right. She'll get over it. Or consoling and being there. And so, it's this idea of the um, the closer the closer we get, the bigger the, the bigger we can sort of grow into. Yeah. Um. And she's been in, she's been yeah. Well, it's the first relationship that I've really been able to feel into that and work out what that is. And it's. You know, it changes daily at the moment, especially with the current climate. There's enough stuff to stress us and 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 push us in different ways and trigger us. But um, yeah, it's 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 amazingly profound. Yeah, well, yeah, I found um, I've been with uh, my partner for near or three and a half years, but one of the main things uh, that she showed me was probably manning up in terms of responsibility. Um, you know, yeah. like I I was. I was getting into a bit of Jordan Peterson as I was kind of, you know, the first six months or so. And she really showed me a few, I guess she gave me some more tools that just showed me what it means to be more responsible and have a bit more, I guess, respect for myself in terms of transitioning from being that kind of late twenties where I still felt like I was a young kid in a, in a, in a way to growing up and merging into being more of a man and okay this is, this is what's going to happen this is you know these are some of the things you need to do if it was simply as getting my finances sorted to the ways that we communicate and talk like mm. she, she showed, she's been the first relationship that showed me okay like it's okay to be a man and to be responsible and it's very powerful but it's also okay to be upset and to cry and to talk about things but yeah she definitely helped me merge myself into kind of taking that step from being, you know, late twenties when I was still kind of holding on to some of those things you do as a younger, I guess, a younger man, and, and now stepping yeah. up and realizing the next ten, five to ten years that are coming up and what where I want to kind of lead myself. So, yeah, mm. it, a relationship can show you so much about yourself, obviously, um, as we both know. But yeah, man, it sounds really good. Like. She's obviously an artist too. Does she help? She's helped you a lot with your art and your creativity. Yeah, she, 
She's a uh, she's an interior designer okay. um, and and an, and an architect um, and um, and yeah, so super creative. She's been creative her whole life. She's been painting yep. since she was you know yeah. So um, yeah, she's been very very helpful. Uh, even though it's one of those things, it, it's probably that was probably one of the first challenges I had to get through. Like my my whole like uh, criticism thing from from people I love, and then taking on her feedback, not as criticism, like, yeah, and it still gets me every now and again. But it's that's why I think painting's been one of my greatest teachers, and then, you know, definitely relationship has been as well. But, uh, yeah, it's it's amazing to... Because when I lean into it, I make these, these creations that are just phenomenal, and then when I ignore it or when I kick back and I get really triggered by it, I, I end up stuffing up. And so... It's it's all in my head where where I take it, but yeah, it's uh, she's she's been great for that, and she's like we we've got this beautiful house that she constantly changes things and adds new paintings and new plants and yeah, so, yeah nice. very very lucky, very fortunate. Yeah, um, tell me a little bit about what you love so much about resin art. Anyway, how why did that kind of gel with you? That particular type of of artwork. <laughs> well. Well, complete honesty, like I said earlier, I, I found it on an, in an Instagram post by a guy named Mitch Goebel, who lives in Byron. Um, he's probably, well, he's probably the most famous, definitely for our sort of age. Um, there's a couple of other older guys that are really good as well, but he, he does these amazing artworks. And to be, like I said, I found it because I was trying to escape. I, he has a beautiful girlfriend. He lived in Byron Bay. He was, you know, they were sort of this bohemian hippie guys, and he painted every day, and I was like, I want to do that. I just, yeah. that's what I want. Like, that's my life. I want to get the fuck out of here. And so that was, that was the catalyst to make me go, okay, well, um, and he does these, ama- like at the time, well, he still does these amazing artworks, but he did these amazing ones that look really like aerial um, oceanscapes, more yep. so than anything I can create. Like they're phenomenal. And, uh, and so I was like captivated by the artwork and then, then this story. And then it just was like, well, I got to try this thing, and so I, I got to try. I got to get good at it because that's what I'm going to do. It's going to be that easy. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was it, really. And then the thing, once once I got it, so it, it's resin. So it's what they, it's the same. Well, similar to what they make surfboards out of. Yeah. Um, so there's two parts, and so it has this really practical, hands-on component where you have to like measure it into exact amounts into two different things and then mix it all up and mix it for x amount of time so all the bubbles are out of it and like there's a real practicality hands-on part and then there's this other bit where you mix all the colors in and you throw them on a board and you move stuff around where you just and that was what what sort of captivated me was then you just disappear you just you're not worried about you're not worried about the girlfriend you're not worried about the emails you're not worried about your bank balance you're not worried about what you're going to do at work on monday you just you're just gone and Mm. so once and, and the, the real sort of experience for me and the real practice is being able to step into that more and more and really the idea the, the feeling it's getting to is really just whatever channeling whatever is coming through me at the time you know so yeah accessing accessing something you know we can go real spiritual woo woo but just i think what what i hear all the time is i wish i could be artistic oh i'm not artistic and I always, I always say, you know, you are, you can be, but I laugh as well because I'm like, I used to say all of that stuff, right? Like I still yeah. can't, I can barely draw, all of that stuff. So 
I've got like, it still exists in me a little bit, but it's the idea of like getting out of the way is when you'll actually be able to do something creative. Now it might not, you might not paint, you know, Mona Lisa's smile, um, <laughs> or, or, you know, you might not create a Mitch Goebel work, but you'll create something that is inherently you mm. and that, that you can just look at and, and feel connected to and proud of and, and just happy with. Mm. And then if you're lucky, you can share that with the world a little bit in whatever way it is, even if it's just putting a photo on Instagram and you're then emulating that essence of whatever you put into that painting goes into the world a little bit more. So, yeah. and the same with men's work, the good men's work is when you get the fuck out of the way. It's not about yeah. you. It's about the other person. So it's this idea of accessing my truth. I can, I can only really do that when I have all the other stuff around me, the day-to-day -day stuff that I, the stories I tell myself, when I get rid of them and I turn up for what I'm here to do. And whether that's facilitating a man through a process or whether that's painting or whether that's connecting with my partner or whether that's training, you know, get, get all the other stuff out of the way and turn up as the person that's going to do that. Yep. And you've got a much better chance at, at, at doing something really true and authentic. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Um, well, let's dive into a little bit of some of the, the things you've got coming up in terms of, you know, your your men's work or your holistic kind of life coach and stuff. I know you did do a Paul, Paul Check holistic life coach one. Yeah. Um, yep. I read, and I read the real it. movement. And the real, what else did you do, sorry? I've done the real movement level one as well. Oh, great. Um, yeah. I read Paul Check's book when I first got into PT, like in 2007. Um, yeah. And then I, I ended up losing that that um, his book, and I'm I'm glad. I wish I fucking you know didn't lose it because I I reckon I would have once done one of his courses a long time ago. But I I look up to him. You know, I think he's a bit of a powerhouse too, just like Keegan is. Yeah. But yeah. tell me a little bit about some of the coaching stuff you're doing and what you're you're kind of getting together. So at the moment, yeah. So yeah, the check stuff's been amazing, and I've been following him. Same, similar to you, I've been following him since, um, yeah, probably 2013, a little bit later. Yeah. But yeah, following him for a long time, and 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 reading all of his stuff, and looking to do the uh, level two in yep. sort of the next year. Um, so yeah, he's he's great, and I'm so basically at the moment, I'm I'm really just fleshing out a program. I'm doing a doing a couple of one on one. Well, I'm open to doing one on ones. I've got a couple of one on ones. Um, which is just literally holistic health coaching. So it's the, my concept and, and pretty, pretty common in the industry. But what I really lean into is that whole idea of mind, body and soul. And so the three of those in synergy um, is the ideal way to live my life. So when my, my thoughts, my mind, my thoughts, my soul and my body are all in alignment, then I'm, I'm creating the world I want to live in. So that's where I sort of, touch base with with one-on-ones um i'm developing uh a sort of a 12-week program that i want to launch in the next well what is it now probably the next three or four months yeah uh, and that'll be like a, a men's 12-week program ideally there'll be um some live events involved with that but we'll have to wait and see if we're allowed to do that in the future yeah. um but yeah uh and that's really what I'm working on mainly. Uh, I've got a few little things. Uh, a mate of mine who owns a uh, gym in Brisbane, I'm, I'm talking about doing some like emotional regulation courses with him. And I do a, a weekly call with a, a gym in uh, Newcastle. Do you know um, Mick from Cornerstone? 
No. In conditioning? No. No. He I might have, know his face. Yeah. He's, I think he was, I don't know if he's still in the real moment. He was, he was last time I was there. But, uh, yeah, so I've been doing some stuff with him, which is just sort of a men's group sort of thing. And um, really just opening up to what it looks like and, and stepping into it. It's, it's sort of because of this corona stuff, it's been pushed into me uh, wonderfully quicker than, than I would have done it. Otherwise, I was sort of fading out of carpentry and, and really, you know, just not committing to doing this thing properly and it's it's forced me to so it's uh a little bit you know uh nerve-wracking but also uh amazingly in, in enriching as well so yeah that's probably a good sign man <laughs> you know yeah I'm, I'm 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 feeling that like there's i was i was making i was on a call this morning and uh we were talking about the the, the way that the, the new world's going to address like health you know because yeah. There's, at some point, most people are going to recognize that being healthier and having a higher immune system is going to make you more um, able to deal with this thing, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, and, and look, I just, this thing or the next thing or whatever, it, it's just a good sort of basis to, to move forward. I know that when it first hit, I was, out of most of the people I know, I was the least worried about it because I just didn't think that I had a compromised immune system. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's good to sort of be moving in that direction. I think it's a, a huge growth industry. It'll be interesting to see how we bounce back after it all. And hopefully, I know um, there's a few people that are sort of talking about being, you know, a little bit like when everything goes back to normal, if it does, and people have to commute to work and what does that look like? Because there's all these families that have been spending quality time together all, all day every day and, and it's people are asking better questions about the way they've they've sort of just assumed that things had to be and yeah. so it's a nice it's a the positive disruptor of it is that uh, yep. and hopefully it doesn't disrupt too far that it goes that that lesson's lost yeah um, so yeah it's a great opportunity for you know people to question what they were, how they were doing things in the past, how they want to, you know, negotiate their health and their lifestyle because, you know, I mean, people, if, you, if you're obese or you've got a compromised immune system, then, you know, you're at more risk, obviously, to, to suffering and, and, and dying of, a, you know, an early age. And things like what you're doing and, you know, me being a trainer and a coach, like integrating lifestyle change and and showing people that there's tools that they can use to become optimized and and better versions of themselves is it's it's right now like this is the opportunity where people need to to take a hold of their their own health and you know the more more kind of people like you me keegan you know trying to trying to motivate people to change i think it's it's very powerful and it's a great time to, to to start something i think i think you're really onto a good thing here um yeah, I feel that. Mate, well, before we go, um, where can people find you? Like, where can they find out about some of the artwork or you know, any courses that you've got coming up? Yeah, cool. Um, so I've got a website. It's just jackmay.com.au. Uh, yep. yep. um, and that's got... That's integrated at the moment. It's not So it's got health coaching and art on it. So one-stop shop. And then yep. Instagram, it's just... Um, JM underscore resin is the art, and yep. the other stuff is J A J A K M A Y eighty seven. Okay. Is my health coaching, but that may change in the future because it's a little bit lame. But yep. <laughs> we'll, 
we'll see. Um, yeah, so, yeah, Rich, anyone that has found anything interesting, reach out. I'd love to have a chat. And uh, thanks for thanks for inviting me on, man. No, no, that's fine. Um, can you just give us a couple of tips? Maybe it could be, say, three, five things that you kind of do that you think are powerful in terms of, you know, it could be a daily a daily routine that you do that, you know, some people could practice or, you know, mindfulness training or moving. Like, what are some things that you do every day to kind of, you know, get you going and set you on a good path? Um, the easiest one that anyone can do, and it sounds so basic that most people, like, roll their eyes at me, but is just drink more water okay. and better better quality water. So um, water is alkaline at pH, at pH 7, and it only becomes um, accessible to the cells in your body at 7. Most okay. water, if it's been chlorinated, will could could be 7, but it's got all the, it's all the toxics and heavy minerals and, and chlorine, and so you don't really want that being more absorbed into your body. So you need to take that stuff out minimum. But then if you when you filter water, you often make it acidic, so you need to remineralize it with something as simple as Celtic sea salt. But, um, but yeah, the higher pH, sort of 8 or 9, is, is much better. And you should be looking at, you know, I think it, what's the, the metric is um, 0 0.033 per kilogram or whatever. So you can find all that up. But, yeah, drink, drink more water. It's the simplest, simplest one. Um, what else? I've been, I've been, I've been a little bit uh, bouncing around with my current routine because of the, the whole thing. So I've been practicing heaps of different things. But um, I really value cold exposure. I've been having cold, like in summer up here, it's kind of useless, but um, it's getting cold enough again. So I'm having cold showers every morning, yep. um, two to three minutes, um, just sitting under there and really focusing on my breath and not trying to like hyperventilate or anything. I think that's a, a really good one. Yeah. And um, and I think, yeah, like a, a meditation or a mindfulness practice is, is just key. Like it's, especially at the moment, things are slowing down a little bit. But when we go back into that rat race of day-to-day, go-go-go, it's really powerful. But the yep. thing I'm finding it really powerful at the moment for is just being able to go, oh, wow, I woke up and I'm a little bit anxious. Like, I a bit anxiety. I'm a little bit anxious or I'm a little bit grumpy. or And, and I get a chance to go in and look at it without blowing up at my partner or making a rash decision so yeah just a, a simple you know 15 minute breathing breathing um you know even a even a um uh lead like you know you got all the ones that you can get on your iphone that uh, um yeah someone's speaking whatever it is yeah. but yeah whatever you want but yeah i think they're, they're pretty that's a pretty solid three for sure and people don't realize how powerful these things are until you actually implement them and practice them for a couple of weeks because They'll roll your eyes. People will roll roll their eyes at you, but it's like, well, have you tried it? Have you given it a go? Yeah. Like, you've really got to put in a bit of practice for those benefits to come. But once you find it, you know, your whole day can be shifted for sure. Yeah, exactly. And that's uh, meditation particularly. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where people go, I, I don't have time for it. And you're like, well, if you did have time for it, you'd have more time for everything else as well. Yeah. So it's one of those really... You know, and look, I fall into it. I'm, I'm not, I'm by, I'm nowhere near a pro at it. I, I didn't, I actually didn't make it to do it this morning. So there you go. Like, I, yep. so I'll try and do one this afternoon. Now I've put it out to the world that I didn't yeah, do it this no. morning. But, <laughs> but yeah, you know, like it's not, you don't do it every day, but like you don't 
sometimes you don't get to it, but the idea of getting it down and I've been doing it now like on and off for seven, eight years. And so the accessing it, even I do miss a day or two, I come back and I'm like, oh, there's that place. Like I know the familiarity of being there and that just takes time like everything else, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's good stuff, man. Well, thanks again. Um, I'll be putting this up soon in the next few days and um, we'll share it around. But thanks a lot for sharing your story. It was great to hear what you've been up to and what you're currently working on. Um, yeah, man. Thank you. It's, uh, it, was, it was a pleasure. No worries. I'll speak to you soon. Wow, what an awesome podcast episode. Thanks again to Jack for sharing his story. I hope you guys got some, uh, some inspiration, some motivation out of that. Now, remember, reach out to Jack. You can find him, jackmay87, on Instagram or jackmay.com.au. That's J-A-C-K-M-A-Y.com.au. Get in touch with him if you want to have a bit of a, a chat, you want to get a bit of a helping hand in some areas of your life, he'll be more than willing to give you some assistance and help you through some of these times if you need it. Don't be afraid to reach out to myself as well. Remember, you can listen to this podcast on iTunes. You can download it on Spotify as well. Give me a review, a rating. I'd love to hear your story. If you feel like you have something to share, please get in contact with me. You can find me at optimize.self on Instagram and my website is optimizeself.com.au. All right, guys, I'll be speaking to you again soon. Stay safe. Peace.